You're listening to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. Today's episode is all about the power and value of numbers in your business and how numbers can help you make very strategic and powerful business decisions without any emotion attached. If you have some big decisions to make or you're finding that you're fighting with your business and you don't know what to do next, then this is the episode that you want to listen to. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Welcome back to The Road to Seven. I am so happy that you are choosing to listen to this episode today. Not only am I going to let the cat out of the bag and tell you a very personal story today about weight loss, but also today's episode is so important for business owners to be understanding and following through with on a regular basis because your entire health of your business is all rooted in the numbers that are around you. Numbers don't lie. They are simply data. And the beauty of running our business without any emotion attached to some of the big decisions that we have to make is we get to move the stories that we tell ourselves to the side so that we can make strong, powerful women of action decisions that are going to help drive your business forward. Before we jump in, I did want to talk about the Business Accelerator. We do have a two-day live intensive session coming up in the next few weeks, and we would love to have you there. On this two days, we help you increase your revenue by not increasing the work that you have to do. What does that mean? It means we figure out marketing that's going to make you money. When we look at three critical elements within your business, the powerful positioning, the messaging that makes you money, and the offers that your clients are going to line up for and that will essentially sell themselves, you are going to find that your revenue is going to increase exponentially without you having to do any extra work. If this is of an interest to you, please either sign up directly right away. The link is below in the show notes. If you want to talk about it, just book a business booster session. The link is also below the show notes here so that you and I can just talk about where this might fit and if indeed it is the right next business move for you. So the business accelerator is coming up. I just want to let you know. And so let's talk about numbers. I want to just start this episode off by telling you a little bit of a story about me. Now, if you've known me at all over the last 20 years, you will know that weight, my weight has been something of a thorn in my side 
for the entire last two decades. Now, if you're a life coach or a health coach or a weight loss coach or a nutrition coach, I really appreciate all the feedback that you have given me. The purpose of me talking about this is not that I'm looking for help. I have a great team that's supporting me in my get healthy process that I'm I'm undergoing here. But it is literally just to share the value of numbers and how numbers can help you make really powerful decisions. I have probably tried 459,673 different ways of trying to lose or let go of the excess 60 pounds that have been sitting on my body for a long time. Now, this weight is, it's just there. I understand that it is there as a protection mechanism. I understand all the psychology behind it. I also understand that I am so ready for this weight to drop. And so in January, my girlfriend, we were out for our weekly walk and she said, Sheila, I'm going on keto. And I said, oh, that's cool. I lost a bunch of weight when I tried that. Maybe I should do that to kickstart my weight loss journey. And so we researched keto diet, we found recipes, we put together meal plans. And what happened was fascinating. She lost 15 pounds and has five months later kept it off and continues to just feel great, function great, look great. And it really, really worked for her. For me, at the end of the same five months, I had put on two pounds. That's right. I lost absolutely nothing from eating healthy, removing all the sugar, removing all the white complex carb and most carb from my diet. I can see when we look at the numbers that I'm going to talk about why it didn't work for me. Now, I need to say, even if I wasn't necessarily dropping weight on a scale or from my body, I did feel great. My brain was working better without all the sugar. I was a little bit more even-tempered. I had more patience for a longer amount of time. There was clarity in my thought. I didn't have that fog that I tend to get when I am feeding myself with sugar and complex carb. But what I didn't do is drop any of this weight that was sitting on my body. And so I just sort of shared my frustration with my husband and in his, well, we'll just say in his way, I'm not going <laughs> to, in his loving way, he pointed out that though I may be eating the right source of foods, was it possible, he says, was it possible that I was eating too much of the foods? And I looked at him and did, you know, the usual wife reaction. And I got angry at him and I told him that who was he to, you know, give me feedback on food and had a big blow up and had a temper tantrum. You know, all the things that we do when our partners probably, you know, poke and tell us something that we already suspect might be true. And so after I went away and cooled off and apologized, I went back and I thought, well, let's just look at this through a very critical lens. And I went back and looked for the numbers i.e. the calorie count behind my daily intake. And so I took the previous four days. I mean, I knew I know everything that I eat, friends, and I own up to all of it. And I looked at the last four days and all the sources of food were really healthy. Tons of vegetables, tons of protein, good fats. If there was something that was sort of a carb related, it had almond flour in it, like gluten free, no sugar, no simple carbs. But when I looked at the calorie count of what I was eating, I was eating well over double or triple what I should have been consuming in a day. 
I didn't have a hope in you know what of losing that weight with that plan. And so I thought, you know what, let's just bring this back to numbers. Let's remove all the emotion from it. I know the food sources that I should be eating from. I know the complex carbohydrates that I want to reintroduce to my body so that I'm not going too extreme. And I have simply for the last three weeks been counting my calories. And I've counted calories while I had popcorn because it's hockey playoffs here and that's what we do in my house. We have popcorn and we celebrate. Hopefully at the time of this recording, the Montreal Canadiens will have moved through to the next round, but maybe not. We'll see. (laughs) Regardless, you know, I've had cookies. My mom dropped off some homemade cookies. But what I've looked at is the daily calorie count going in versus the calories going out. And when I have been able to look at it through that lens with just raw data, my body needs X amount of calories in a day. I want to be burning X amount by moving my body in a variety of different ways. I do yoga. I walk five to six Ks a couple times a week. And I work with Rena Parekh and do her weight workouts. So I am moving. But what I needed was for the data, the calorie count, to show that my calorie intake was less than the calorie that I burned. And guess what? Three weeks later, here I am, nine pounds lighter, talking to you about the value of numbers. So that is a very personal story. I don't normally talk about all of this, but I think it's important for you to really understand the power that removing all the story and emotion from some of your key decisions can have on the outcomes that you're really looking for. And so I'm going to keep counting my calories and I'm going to keep having the odd cookie and, you know, the odd hot chocolate or whatever it is that is coming. I just know that in a day, my body needs X amount of calories in order to feel good and thrive. And so then how does this relate to your business? It's a complete reflection and mirror of what we need to be monitoring in our business. One of the first things we do when we bring people into our momentum program is we set them up with a scorecard with the data that is going to have the most amount of impact for their business growth. For some people, the focus has to be on lead generation or marketing. For others, it has to be on the sales or the conversions. And for others, they have great marketing and sales, but they need a little bit more accountability in terms of revenue versus expenses. So let's talk about those three categories. Those are three great ways for you to be monitoring the success of your business through data so that you can then make some powerful decisions if the data is not matching what it is that you want. So let's first talk about marketing. We have offers that we sell that we put marketing behind. There are so many metrics that you can be measuring. You've got to look at what is important for you in terms of your business in this moment. And so for you, you could be at the point where you're looking at the number of new followers that you're getting or the number of new email subscribers that you have because you're wanting to really up your email marketing game. Maybe you're looking at the engagement on the different types of posts that you're putting out so that you can be really understanding what it is that your clients want to be or your potential clients want from you and your content. 
Maybe you're looking at the amount of micro conversions that each piece of content encourages your audience to take. You know, I've talked before in previous episodes about the importance of every single piece of content that goes out be anchored with an intention. And we want the intention to have some kind of micro conversion attached. Something like sending you a DM or joining a group or following or liking a post or saving a post for later even is a great example of a micro conversion. Maybe listening to a podcast episode or joining a workshop you're giving. Maybe it's leaving a comment with their thoughts with whatever that piece of content is. Those are all examples of the metrics that we want to be tracking when it comes to the marketing. Because if you're getting zeros across the board, then you are literally, literally trying to fish in the Atlantic Ocean with a marshmallow. And I assure you, those big fish that you're looking to bring in are not going to find you in your little dinghy with your marshmallow hanging over the side of the boat. So put the numbers behind your marketing, but then let's also put numbers behind your sales process. Through the sales process, we want to be measuring things like the number of people that come and put eyeballs on your sell point. Your sell point might be a sales page. It might be to book a call. What we want to be tracking is how many people are coming to that place where you want them to take a big action, either to buy something or book a call with you. On the sales page, we want to be looking at how many people came to see the sales page, how many clicked through, and how many bought. Those are really important metrics to let you know whether your sales page conversion is working. If you have 100 people who come to your sales page and you have nobody buy, you know that you have a sales copy issue. You don't have an offer problem. There's something on your sales page that is not encouraging people to take that leap. And so then we need to reverse engineer and figure out what you need to do differently. If it's booking the call with you, we want to be not only measuring how many people book that call with you, but how many show up and then how many convert into a paying client. If you give 30 phone calls, 30 discovery calls, sales calls, whatever you want to call it, discovery calls, and you get zero people buying, then we need to look at what's happening not only on the call, but we also need to figure out who's coming to the call. But what happens is when somebody gets 30 calls and makes zero sales, they just open up this massive floodgate of emotions and story and they tell themselves that they're no good at sales or they're no good at marketing or nobody's going to buy from them and you know maybe they're feeling embarrassed or they're ashamed or they're you know they're sad or they feel bad and we go to great measures to keep ourselves from feeling hurt folks it's just data the data doesn't lie if you're getting 30 people and you get zero sales out of it, then we need to reverse engineer and look at which point the data started to slip. Was it the number of conversions to your opt-in page? Was it the number of people who booked? Who were the people that booked and where did they come from? And then we look at your sales conversation. What has to be done differently so that you can be converting more clients who book with you? Because by the time someone has booked that call with you, they are already 80% sold on working with you. 
and you are going to get the tire kickers. You are going to get those that are just there to, you know, suck you dry, suck all the information and value out of you. And that's just up to you to handle that call. But all those data points along the way are going to give you clues as to what your next strategic move needs to be. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because your offer isn't converting. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your offer. It's likely that there's something wrong with the positioning of you and your company and the messaging that's behind the offer is not set up to help make you money. That is literally what we help you with in the Business Accelerator, by the way, because until we have those pieces covered, it's really, really hard to be fixing the lead generation and your email sequence and your conversion strategies until we get the right people coming into your funnel. This is not an emotional play. This is data that is driving the key decisions that you're making. If you have really good revenue, but then you never have any money left over, then we need to go and look at the expenses that you have. And we look at the expenses through a non-judgmental lens. Prices, cost of things, there's no emotion attached to it. It's just a number. And when the number that you're spending every month to run your business is higher than the revenue you're bringing in, or if it's eating up most of your revenue so that you then can't pay yourself, then we just need to make some strategic decisions based on the data and the cost of the various elements that you have. And we go through each and every line item and trim the fat. There's no emotion about it. You're not a bad business owner just because you're not running the profit margin that you want. If you're not running the profit margin that you want, we have to go back and look at the data of the pricing that we have on our offers, the cost of doing business, and the profit margin that's attached to every little thing that you sell. And part of our job in leverage actually is, and that's what we do in the leverage program, is we look at making your business a lean, efficient machine so that you can increase your revenue. And sometimes, sometimes that means we, we have to hire in order to make you more efficient so that you can do more of another activity within your company. And so those are three ways that numbers drive the decisions that you've got to be making in your business. And I'm going to keep on looking at the numbers when it comes to the number of calories and the healthy foods that I'm putting in my body so that I can feel better. And so that's why we need to go and look at the numbers and the data in your company. So create a spreadsheet, monitor it every two weeks or every four weeks, whatever works best in your system, and take time to look at all the different factors that are most important for your business growth. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. 
just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.